0: Podcasts.
1: With us today is Jeannie Annan Lewin, creative director of Perfect Magazine, which was launched this March. With its 464 pages and more than three kilograms, issue zero surely looks as ambitious as its name. Issue one was just released this fall, again featuring more than 400 pages. Jeannie, did you create the Perfect Magazine?
0: Um, I'd like to
1: think we did but
0: you know it depends on what your idea of what perfect is Um, so for to me perfect is imperfect it's all the bumps and bruises that we have and just embracing some individuality I guess.
1: Can you describe what exactly your role is when it comes to making the magazine as a creative director?
0: Sure um, I am a stylist by trade and um, it's a new role uh, uh, the creative director role that I'm doing is, is now a new role um, when we started working on the issue um, I, I always kind of have lots of photographer suggestions and, and team suggestions and it just sort of worked out that um, the things that I was sort of suggesting in the photographers that I was helping to find ended up and being in the final edits of the magazine so that's kind of what I'm I do mostly there and you know just sort of advise and help shape the ideas that um, Katie has, basically.
1: You're mentioning Katie Grant, who created the magazine. Yes. And who before was also the editor-in-chief of Love magazine. And I read that the same creative team from before is also doing Perfect. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a few of us um, who who were at um, Love, yeah, now work at Perfect, um, which is quite nice. Um, It's just nice to be able to put a different spin on things and kind of like, Have the freedom to kind of um, tell stories from a slightly different perspective, which I think is really necessary at a time like this.
1: Yes, on Perfect's website it says that it wants to reflect seismic changes trying to be different than the traditional fashion magazines. Can you describe a bit what these changes are and what makes it stand apart? Because the magazine world is already really big, why do we need Perfect?
0: yeah of course it's it's such a saturated um, market isn't it? Mm. I think we need um magazines like perfect just to to kind of show i mean i me personally i want to see um different narratives from different people on different backgrounds across the world, and I don't necessarily know if we get to see that in the magazines that are currently um sort of at the forefront um, due to kind of, I don't know, there's there's limitations and, you know, advertisers and all of those kind of restrictions that stops us from being able to kind of find things um, few and far between. We're really trying to sort of champion that and, and sort of sing lesser known talents as well as, you know, having the sort of the, the greats as well. Um, and mixing people together as well, I think, just having, mixing teams around um, and showing slightly different perspectives feels like the right move to do in a climate and um like the cl- current climate that we have and you know everyone's sort of gone through covid and all of these like massive changes um that have affected everybody it's quite nice to sort of regroup and, and try and reapproach this in a different way
1: yeah i, I really like the diversity ex- aspect of it um, I saw you had contributions from Taiwan, from, from Ghana, from South Korea, from really all over the world. Is this hard to organize on a practical level? The practicalities are quite hard, but I also think it's just it's nice to kind of,
0: you know, fashion isn't just in sort of three major cities. It's all over the world. It's People interact with clothes and with images in so many different ways. And I think it's really nice to be able to reflect that. So it takes a little bit of time trying to find people that um, sort of, fit into what it is we're doing at the time but it's also like a great joy to do and to just kind of it gives people it's a lot of trust to kind of just say to someone hey i like your work and just give them a date and see how they get on with things um that's been really i think it's just been really refreshing and exciting and the issue one it was really exciting to sort of like you know, have all these sort of mini conversations with people and then just watch these images flood back to us that were incredible, that we were all so excited about. That was a real lovely feeling. Um And I guess, you know, me personally, I really just want to try and continue that as much as possible.
1: Mm. So would you say there's more freedom for the photographers than maybe other magazines would, would give them?
0: Um, I think we're trying to do that. I mean, I don't know. We're, we're trying to sort of like match people to, to match people to stories and, and have conversations that make sense. So then it's people producing things that they want to produce rather than feeling that things that they feel like they have to. Does that make sense? Because sometimes when you're given um, a task, well, not a task, but when you're sort of given a brief, it, it might not be to your liking. And then, and sometimes you mm. end up sort of diluting it. And then by the time it gets down to you, it's not as exciting. It might, you know, I think it's just really exciting to sort of give people scope. Mm
1: how much do you communicate with them before they shoot? Do you just give them kind of a blank canvas or, or do you work on a theme together or even discuss details?
0: We try and work on a theme together with everybody and then kind of um, very much sort of go back and forth and, and see what aspects of their work we particularly like like and inspire us and just sort of keep a dialogue open. I think that's really how important it is like I think that's just really important and also I think you know we've not had to give people that much guidance it's just been really sort of being inspired by people's work and Mm -hmm. go, I like what you do here and I particularly love this picture or this element of your work and would you mind creating something for us and sort of leaving people to it and yeah so far it's been really good we've had such a lovely response Mm. Um, and it's been yeah very joyous to work on that's for sure.
1: And because you're involved, you mentioned earlier in finding these photographers. How do you go about that? Do you look on social media? Do you go through loads of magazines? How, especially, how do you find the new talents?
0: Um, it's a lot of. I mean, I'm not going to give my secrets away because everyone will be doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I sort of just I, I try and search far and wide, and and like you know, just keep my ear to the ground, asking lots of um, young people, going to colleges, just trying to contact so many people. Um, and also just asking people to submit, you know, things they're interested in as well. Like we don't take, we don't normally take submissions, but I like to kind of see people's works and like how their thought process is. And if something sort of jumps out, then I normally bring that to the table to the rest of the team and see what they think, basically.
1: Mm. So are you open to receiving submissions then in general, or are you, do you look at them? I mean... I, I, I look at them, but I, what I normally do is
0: is when I like someone's work is I go I, I look at their idea and some like when ideas match up with what people are thinking it's it's amazing but those things are few and far between uh, knowing that as being a jobbing stylist and having to pitch for magazines, mm. um, it's you never you're, sometimes you're just not in the right moment with somebody. Mm. But if someone likes your your work, I like, I normally go oh, I really like your work. So what I will do is maybe. Do you want to do something in this lane or maybe we could work together on a pitch, you know, etc. Cetera, etc.? Cetera. Um I'm always just quite keen to see people's work and what they've been up to. Mm. I think that's always a good start.
1: And what kind of fashion photography do you find most exciting in general? Is it possible to put oh, it in? Gosh. Words? <laughs>
0: i don't know if i can put it in words because i i studied art history so i am a i'm, I'm a huge lover and consumption i consume images all the time it's it's how i speak basically mm. um but i love everything from you know renaissance paintings to contemporary art like Tracy and, and to um old um you know Japanese photos that I have found on Tumblr to just it it, my scope is very very wide I love documentary photography as well like Mm. I just I kind of love I I also love those like big amazing you know larger than life fashion um images that I grew up as a kid looking at and desperately wanting to be in fashion um you know love and Avedon like Mm. I just I'm, I'm a big fan of so many Types of photography that I could never put it into just one favorite, um, but to me, you know, photography is—it's—it's it's art. It's a—it's a form of art. So it's whatever speaks to you, isn't it?
1: So when you choose a potential photographer for a magazine, is it also a very personal decision that it has to speak to you, or how do you compare? How do you decide? Sometimes, yeah, it's—it's it's a mix like that.
0: I'm—I'm I'm quite emotional, so yeah, <laughs> I say, I yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm a—I'm a Cancerian, so I'm a bit emotional. So it sometimes it just needs to speak to me in a way or or it needs to say something that I think is really interesting or just at all or, or sort of just probe me to think in a way that I have not thought before. Mm. Um, I'm I'm into work that's
1: like that. Something surprising. Yeah. You already mentioned um that you need a balance between famous names and emerging talent. Is there somebody you're especially proud of to have um convinced participating in the in the first issue for perfect
0: i was really proud and really excited to work with solvay it's that that always been like a sometimes when you um i there's certain things that i've wanted to do that i've not ever sort of voiced to anybody and that was one of them Mm. so it was a joy to to be on set with him and i found it so amazing his work process was so inclusive of everybody and i love that like I just loved the fact that like we all felt part of the process. Mm. That was really special to me. Yeah, I think I think kind of being on set and, feed, and everybody, you know, including like the assistants, all feeling like you're making an image together is a really powerful um, experience and one that I think we see sort of less and less. But yeah, I I loved that. Mm.
1: Um,
0: I just love looking at those images and, and being really sort of excited about them. Um, issue zero, I was really, I mean, I think I was really excited about working with Amber, who I shot um, a, like an amazing sort of portfolio story with. Um, I loved also working with Zong, Zong Ling just because I think those, I just think the artwork that she creates is incredible. And I'm always just so, yeah, I just think the language in which she speaks via pictures is really, really, it's just super
1: impressive. Mm-hmm. So you do you do go on set for some of the shoots. And then what is your role there? What do you do there as a creative director?
0: I'm a stylist, so not, if I'm on set, I'm usually styling it. I, I don't normally go to like other people's sets because that's, okay. that's a bit interesting. So you
1: switch roles a little bit?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's playing with clothes and then sometimes it's just looking at images or, or suggesting um, or trying to sort of shape whatever theme we've kind of come up with. Mm. Um yeah so it's kind of, it's it's a multifaceted role but one I'm am definitely enjoying.
1: And was it hard uh, to convince stars like Kate Moss to participate?
0: Not really. I think everyone was just really excited to be part of it. I know I didn't go on Raphael's set with Katie but I I remember that sheet very well and it being just like a stream of lots of amazing people coming in having a really nice time and like having their you know putting something putting something on and then having their photo taken and it all being really fabulous like some sort of glamorous party
1: what i find interesting also is that Um, the magazine was founded at a point where you know for years everybody had been saying print is dead then the pandemic came and there was all this discussion about fashion is dead and right in this moment you decided to take the risk to um, to launch a new magazine how do you feel about that I think
0: it was just um, it, it actually now feels like a really smart time but at the time we did we just were like oh Katie had sort of approached me and was like, I'm doing this thing and we come in and and, and have a little chat with me about it. And we were having lots of chats about loads of different things that were going on in fashion and, you know, around at the time. Um, And it it, actually now it makes perfect sense because I feel like at the time I was having loads of different discussions with different people about how fashion was going and and how unhappy I was with like how things were going, like the lack of representation and, you know, kind of just, There's sort of the gatekeeping that that sometimes goes on in fashion, um, which I think starts in a really honest honest place, but then ends up excluding so many people. And then we end up telling the same stories over and over again, Mm. which isn't useful to anybody. Um, I think now we're sort of opening things up again and you're seeing slightly more different people in different places. um, You're hearing different voices. You're seeing images created from different people about their backgrounds or about what moves them. And I think that feels a lot more honest and a lot more sort of just a little bit more rounded, you know,
1: mm. I also had the impression that uh, in perfect magazine, you see more body shapes than you would usually. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I assume that's uh, on purpose also as a statement.
0: I think it's about, I mean, as somebody who is, I'm, I'm plus size. So mm. I, and I've spent a lot, a lot of time in fashion kind of, weirdly dressing people and and being around clothes that don't don't really sort of speak to me mm. and I guess it's only it's not recently but like recently it's come to the forefront that that is a problem and that we should all sort of try and tackle that and I'm really excited that we're seeing different shapes and kind of just showing people that there are different types of beauty and beauty is not just synonymous, synonymous with sort of you know um white eurocentric features it's all over the place
1: Because, I mean, there is also a lot to criticize in the fashion world. What attracted you personally to it? Because you're very passionate about it. You have been working in it for for many years. What is it that drew you to it?
0: I loved art history and I always wanted to tell stories and I didn't know how I could do that. I didn't think I had enough in me to be a designer. I didn't know if I could tell stories through clothes in that way. Um, And then I went to do an internship um, at the magazine years ago um, with Isabella Blow. And I was so fascinated by the way that she related her reference images. They were always kind of like old artist paintings. And I found that really fascinating. And I was like, oh, that's a way that you can kind of take one thing that you like and sort of apply it to something else. Yeah, I, I like telling stories. And, and I just think that this is a really good medium to be able to do that. Yeah. And I think being now we're finally in a time where we're able to tell different types of stories instead of the one that we've seen over and over again. Mm. Um which is really exciting and refreshing.
1: Is there one in these first two issues of the magazine that you're particularly proud of in this context? One that tells a different story that hasn't been told before?
0: I love all the things that I did in the first and second issue. I think, I um, mean, zero and one, sorry. Um, I love in in issue one, I really think the story with Michaela was um, is really important just to see bodies being manipulated in different ways. And it, it it's like, they're such arresting images, but they're so graceful and there's so much beauty and so much honour behind them. Um, and I think I really felt that.
1: Can you describe it a little bit? Because the listeners can't see the images right now.
0: Oh, okay. So um, the images are of, uh, they're, they're Michaela Stark, who's a young designer. Um, she's from Australia and she is based in London. And um, Katie and I had seen her work. A while ago and we were like oh it'd be really nice to try and sort of do some sort of feature and focus on her and and you know speak to her about her work and her art form um and it was really nice to speak to somebody who had sort of been in this industry but was frustrated with the way women were represented so we did a shoot with her and two models um and it's basically her pieces um but her pieces and her, her sort of art form is about kind of almost contorting the body and that's really exciting to see on someone who's plus size which is what we did so yeah you're it's like corset lots of corsetry done up really tight and like sort of photographs of parts of the body it's very beautiful but also challenging at the same time and it was really yeah it was really amazing to sort of work on a project like that Mm -hmm. to have like lots of discussions and then kind of be there on the shoot day and and everything to be just like it was just, yeah, it was a long day, but like a really gratifying day.
1: Do you feel that the magazine and fashion world on the whole is going more and more in this direction and trying to be more diverse or is it still more of a niche thing?
0: We have a lot of work to do. I think we're seeing diversity in the front of magazines and like front facing, but we need to see them behind the scenes. So, you know, you need more creative directors, you need more sort of CEOs, you need people in boardrooms at the at the luxury houses, Um I think it's really important to have people of colour and people who are different sizes and come from different backgrounds in those rooms to create different conversations. You know, I think it's really important that we start extending sizes um, to luxury brands because I don't, I think it's a little bit weird to think that people who are bigger don't like nice clothes um yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's a very odd it's an odd concept to me it doesn't make any sense yeah. um it's like suddenly like oh no you 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 wouldn't like anything from gucci it's not going to fit you if you're past a size 16 that that seems weird um i think we have to change those kind of conversations and show different things
1: mm. do you feel these brands are open to this
0: i think so i think but i think but i also think it's never it's, it's never crossed anyone's mind because there's nobody in the room to sort of represent that mm-hmm. So if there's nobody there sort of going, hey, isn't it weird that we only do this? Or, you know, is that are people doing enough research to see if other people would want things? Or do you think we should make things in bigger sizes or with like different ranges or just be a bit more inclusive? I don't know if there are people asking those questions there. Mm. Um, And if they're not, I don't know if there's enough. I just think some more conversations need to be had. But in order for that to be had, there needs to be people who come from different aspects and walks of life in those rooms.
1: Mm. Um, you've already kind of described yourself as maybe not the typical person that works in the fashion industry then. Did you feel it was difficult for you or um, how did you make your way? The Guardian even called you a buzz name now. So,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Hey, um, how odd is that? <laughs> um, it feels odd I I, do you know what when I entered fashion I didn't really I sort of I I think I sort of disassociated with how I looked and and what I felt about myself and what I knew about this industry so I'm a I'm a a bit of a brain so Mm. people used to hire me because I've got a big old brain I've got lots of ideas and and I tend to like retain a lot of silly information that becomes quite useful at the right moment and because i was always seen in that way it never occurred to me that i needed to sort of look a certain way to fit in but it was as i was kind of going on in my career and i was finding that i could only get to a certain level that i was like oh i think it's because i don't look like these people um Mm -hmm. and i'm a bit different which isn't a bad thing it's just a different thing so i'm hoping that you know by me being a bit more visible and talking a bit more and you know, showing my face a bit more that people will see that there are lots of different people who work in this industry and yeah. we we can all look different and it's absolutely fine. You don't have to look like a model. Yeah. Um, and if you do that's also fine. It's it, it should yeah, it's trying to shift that kind of narrative and just I don't know and not be so visual in, in a weird way.
1: <laughs> um it's probably also a bit of a responsibility of the photographers, no?
0: Yeah, I think I think I think it's a, I think it's a mix. I think it's like if we or if we all do our part. So like if magazines are a bit more conscious, if designers are a bit more conscious, if photographers are like maybe I don't want to shoot the same person over and over again or the same type of person over and over again. If we all mm. make a concerted effort, this industry will will change and flourish and we'll see different aspects and and it will be beneficial for everybody. But I think everybody just gets really stuck in their own ways and and you know, we all sort of get a bit sheepish and we just follow what's cool or what everyone else is doing and, and we don't challenge each other mm. and i think some more of that needs to happen so i'm hoping that's what we're doing at perfect and just yeah just trying to change the conversation a little bit mm.
1: what i also find interesting um perfect is not just a magazine uh, also a creative agency at the same yes. time. Can you talk a little bit about this? What what exactly does this mean? Have you done many other projects since the launch of the magazine then? And what kind of projects are Yeah, these? we've
0: been trying to work with brands on, on different projects and kind of trying to tell things in a way that perfect would do. So a brand would come up to us and say, oh, you'd, we'd like you to create some images or a video or some sort of um, project um, in this way, but in your eyes. And that's when we kind of, you know, we get our eyes over it. So it'll be, A photographer that we choose and a stylist that we work with and just trying to kind of give it uh, the perfect spin if that makes sense spin's not the best word I'm trying to think what -hmm. what the best word would be but it's almost just kind of putting a gloss over something um but in our way so you know making sure the casting is diverse and that or it's and it's interesting people who've got interesting stories and backgrounds and you know it's sort of just making things a little bit more 3d and less one-dimensional
1: because it's an independent magazine then is it is there a bit of a danger in this setup that you have an independent magazine, but then you have this work with brands? I don't
0: think so. I think I think it sort of because uh, it, it's it's always brands that we want to work with, rather than like oh you you got to take their money. Do you know what I mean? It's it's seeing something interesting mm. in yeah. in the brand and being like oh maybe it's like I like the heritage, or they've got a really important message, or I quite like you know what this person is saying about this thing. There needs to be a connection in order for us to find it interesting. Otherwise, mm. you know, the, the collaboration doesn't really make any sense.
1: It also said on the magazine website that 80% of luxury sales are digitally influenced. How is Perfect dealing with that then as a print magazine?
0: It's having the same sort of ethos across all platforms, both digitally and print. So print is a little bit more of a love letter. So, you know, it'll... It, because it takes a bit more time but print still has the same ethos Mm. still has the same passions and the same belief and i think you can see that in our instagram and on the website and how we try and Mm. you know take things in a bit more of an intimate manner like when we have conversations with designers or you know if we're doing some sort of specials or if we're doing you know some like an online editorial It, it comes from an emotive place it's not just
1: here's some people in some clothes you know and um, how do you see the um, overall influence of social media on the sector? I think it
0: depends on how you integrate, how you interact with social media. I personally interact with social media in, in kind of like a follow people that I like. And there are a whole vast range of different people from, you know, some celebrities to um, activists, to influencers, to, you know, to news sites, to like nature um, sort of photo documentary websites it's it's a vast amount of things Mm. and i think if you approach things in that way of looking at not just one thing um or not one just one type of things or one group of people you have a broader outlook on life in general
1: yeah it all depends on how you use it for
0: yourself you know the algorithm yes it can trick you and it can do all those things but i just i'm a big believer in curating whatever space you have um Mm. and that's what i tend to do so If things feel like they're going to be really negative or they feel like they don't feel very progressive or, you know, something that upsets me, I just unfollow people that are are not the right vibe. And I I encourage everyone to do the same. That is what the mute button is for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good advice. (laughs) The social media channels of Perfect, what role do they play? for the magazine or the agency how because i, ch- I checked about your instagram and um it's very curated it's very professional uh there are loads of different things going on not just photos also videos little podcasts um uh, music um. it's
0: basically kind of like whatever entertains us and what we find interesting and we try and sort of engage with people that we you know like well we really like new designers new artists so we'll sometimes do a little call out to try and engage with people that we've not found across you know across different countries that we can't get to so it'd be like oh what's going on in Russia and we'll do a little call out on our stories being like we'd like to speak to any new designers in Russia so we can kind of see their work and hear what stories they've got and that Mm. kind of thing I think that's what we use our social media for to connect with other people and almost build like an online community which I think is really interesting and attractive to you know I guess from a commerce part of view um to brands and and other people who want to work with us,
1: what has the feedback been like, or do you do you feel like you have achieved what you wanted since the launch of the magazine? I think so I think we're really I think what I've been finding as I've been
0: speaking to lots of people is how everyone's like it's really inclusive and I love how you like you you really focus on imagery and we're taking like chances that other people. Aren't able to ch- take. I guess because we're independent. So it's mm. yeah. It's been it's so far it's been really good and positive and you know exciting. Like um, issue one, we did I think four hundred and twenty-two different covers, which is kind of insane. So it's like so every, every image that runs every image that runs in the magazine is essentially a cover, which is essentially giving freedom and agency to all to lots of people and. And saying, you know, there's there's more than one way to be perfect and everybody can, you know, get to shine and, and, and have the focus on them. I think that's a really encouraging and quite a lovely message to be putting out.
1: It's quite democratic. Are you already working now on the next issue? We are. What's in store? I can't tell you that.
0: There's 8,000 messages. And that's why my phone was going off before we were speaking <laughs> so much Um because I've, I've, yeah I've, we've got a lot on our plates but in the best best possible way it's like this is the exciting bit um where we have all these ideas and then it's putting them all into practice and and um seeing if we can pull them all off in record time because this season is as always is always hideously short
1: we're definitely looking forward to seeing issue number three thanks so much for speaking to me uh this was super interesting and yeah good luck with all your hundreds of messages that have come on your phone into in the last 30 minutes i know i'm a bit bit scared to look at my phone now but um
0: no thank you for having me